Jensen and Brie Picconi, and we're late, late to, to the party. party. So, hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, how's it going? It's going great, Nick. How you doing? Good. We're on the mic twice this week. I know. I'm a little jazzed about it. Same. I know. I don't know. Something. The energy this week. I'm really vibing with. Same. Well, I think like it's almost spring. We're like into March. I don't know. Like as soon as like. There's, like, a hint of good weather, and I get to wear, like, flip-flops and, like, a dress one day. I'm, like, off to the races. Same. I feel like there's a pep in my step. I mean, I've, I'm have i still wearing boots because I don't really own anything but boots right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I went on a walk the other day. It was so nice. Yeah. And I just – I was in the best mood ever. Dude, I mean, I saw you on Instagram a little bit, just, like, your little jaunt. Yeah. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I thought of you because we always take walks. I was like, oh, I wish Nikki were here. But walks you know. aren't just for like old folks. They're not. And they're, you know, I haven't taken a good walk like that just listening to music in so long. I can't, oh, I can't I love tell that. You. Yeah. Like nothing's better. Yeah. I'm ready for the spring. Same. Oh my God. Dude, did I, I showed you, right? Like I bit the bullet and I pre ordered the like Steve Madden like platform flip flops that are lime green. <gasps> You ordered them for real? Yeah, they're on pre-order until April 15th, but they're, like, the legit, like, Y2K, like, or, like, 90s-style platform flops. No, you showed them to me, and they look like like a Bratz doll flip-flop or something. They look great. I'm going to be living my best life perpetually in 2002. You're going to be, like, 10 <laughs> feet tall. Yes. <laughs> Which really just means I'm going to be, like, 5'6". <laughs> Are you going to wear um your flares, you think? Yes. No, With yes. Them? Yeah. And a crop top. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go all out. Yes. I've been like really having visions lately too, like because I got this like from um like Aritzia, like this satin, like kind of it has straps, but it's giving the vibes like very brats vibes, very Chloe, if you know that oh reference. My God, Chloe yes. the Bratz doll. But it's, like, baby blue, and it's, like, like a bandana-style top. Yes. Like, scarf top. But I've been thinking lately, and this is madness, and I don't think I'd actually do it. Okay. Do you remember those headbands that looked like bandanas that oh, yeah. you would just wear? I never forgot those. I always think about those, and I always wanted one, but I don't know how I'd look in one. You never went to icing and just got a bandana headband? You know... I think I owned maybe one, but um, I don't think I really wore it. No. But see, like, but they're not even in fashion right now. I mean, I thought they're not because Y2K is, like, all over the place and still, like, very much of the moment. Yeah. But I haven't seen the bandana headband come back. But I always think about styling that probably because of the Brad dolls. Do you have a bandana headband? I do not. Mm. I haven't owned one since, like... 2003 do you think you'll get one though if they if i see one maybe it might just like my arms will just go out and i'll just snag one if it's like does it have to be a particular color like just the straight up red bandana or is there like a i don't think i could do a red one what about you i don't know i would say maybe lime green or something like that you know 
I'm thinking like printed. Like yeah. if there's like a or if there's like a poochy style, like super funky, yeah, like a lime green or like a pink, like paisley. Yeah. I'd be like, why not? Exactly. I don't know. But like speaking of like Y2K fashions. Yeah. Like, what do you think about the Mew Mew? Words. Mew Mew? Yeah. They just came out. I think it's like the fall 22 collection, right? I think so. Yeah. But. Okay. So for spring, summer, Mm -hmm. they did that micro mini skirt, the pleated one. Right. Which I'm having deja vu because they brought it back for fall 22. Yeah, like it hasn't – it's still there. It's still there. Like it looks a little different, but not really. So like that micro mini Mew Mew skirt is like here to stay. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Okay. I I like the look a lot. Like I'm excited because it does feel like it, – it looks like it just literally came from the 2000s, like the early 2000s. Like I would – like if I just saw a picture of someone in it and didn't know it was from like – 20, 21, 2022, uh, 22, I wouldn't like, like if you told me this was from the 2000s and I'm wearing it, I would believe you. Oh yeah, there's no variation. Yeah, I haven't seen a bold like move like that in a while. <laughs> it's it's borderline, like it's going to be iconic. Like I know we use that word so flippantly, yeah. but it's going to be iconic, especially with that crop sweater. I like, love that it look. Crop. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, did you see Lord? I don't know if it was for Vogue or like Bizarre or maybe Elle. Lord is rocking that look. For real? Yes. I need to see oh my this. God, I Google it. I'm going to Google it right now. Um, But no, I really, I enjoy it most like paired with like the crop sweater and like like an Oxford shirt yes. underneath and then like the knee high um, like socks mm-hmm. and uh, oh, what do you, like some type of loafer shoes or yeah. whatever. Like it's a very interesting combo. Um, that's going to be, like, something, like, when we look back on fashion of this time, like, the Mew Mew pleated skirt, I think, is going to, is going to be up there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I can't, sorry, no, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I like the unfinished hem as well, and the pockets. (laughs) It's giving me, for some reason, like, yes, that's it. That's the picture. Oh, Okay. But you said it's giving you what? It is giving me very, like, 2003, like, Freaky Friday, like, an extra in Freaky Friday vibes. I don't know why. <laughs> yes. Well, there's a lot of pleated skirts in that movie. Okay. So is my memory <laughs> suiting me. Yeah. I think it would fit in perfectly. Phew. But um, I did, I did just find the picture of Lord, and honestly, what a Luke. It's kind of schoolgirl, kind of business man woman <laughs> um and a lot of belly button showing which so i'm here for and even the unfinished hem like normally those bother me to be honest sometimes but it just feels very high fashion the way it's done it's like very dramatic i guess like it looks yeah. like someone just was like you know like they just ripped it up and i mean but it's clean it's like a clean rough edge if that makes sense it is. I I just love also like the boxiness of like everything. Yes. I, yeah. I don't know, but Brie, okay, let's unpack this a little bit though. Okay. Okay, because like Blue Marine has been doing this, right? Like the whole Y2K 
fashions with the butterfly tops and like recreating essentially like Y2K fashions. Mm -hmm. And it's been in style for like the past three fucking years. Right. Why is this Mew Mew micro mini skirt like the moment? Yeah. Why? And why hasn't it come sooner? (laughs) I know. I I don't. Because usually like if you're like looking at fashion trends like and I'm no fashion historian, but Mm -hmm. you can be like, oh, I know why this is. It's just something about this that hits, and I'm like, "What is it?" Well, okay, because we have seen a lot of um, a lot of things come back from the early 2000s, but not not enough tacky things. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those things that's a little bit, you know, almost like low rise jeans and um, thongs showing. You know, mm. it's close. It's, you know, what I'm saying. <laughs> Bingo. No, no, no. I think you're right because, like, whereas fashion lately in the past years have been trying to, like, recreate mm-hmm. that Y2K moment, this is actually doing what fashion is supposed to do where it's like, oh, you're into mini skirts. We're bringing back the micro – like, we're going to go shorter. Yeah. You like crop tops? Shorter. Shorter. Like, it's it's elevated in that way. I think you're you're right. Like they're taking it and just just heightening it. They're just well, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, like what you were saying, they kind of are making it. I wouldn't call it tacky. Yeah, I don't know if that's the but word, like, but I do feel like it's one of the trends. Though looking back, that people were like, whoa, people were going like doing wild things, like what a move, you know. And, like, I don't know if it was being young at the time, but that's how fashion was in, like, the year 2001 to me, though. Like, with the low-rise, like, the thongs and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, how can you push the envelope? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of things push the envelope, I feel. Yeah, same. That being said, <laughs> Nick, have you heard that dresses over pants are coming back? Uh, let's unpack that. Yeah, I don't know why this makes me think of that. I think because of that, it makes you question, like, where do you draw the line of bringing things back? Like, should we just bring it back because it's um nostalgic and that's what people did? Or should we bring it back more because it actually works? Like, I feel like this mini skirt works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, And it still looks good by today's standards. Like, it's not, like, it really isn't tacky. I just, I couldn't really think of another word. Because, like, I feel like there's a lot of questionable choices in the 2000s, the early 2000s. Like, well, it's like taking something that we know and love, like a mini skirt, and mm -hmm. we're, you're going shorter. Yeah. You're going lower. You're, you know. Yeah. So that is, it's not tacky. It's not gauche. But it's. But it's something along those lines, but in a high fashion-y, like, cool sense. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool, for real. Yeah. I feel like the pants over skirt, or, like, not pants over skirts over pants, and, like, the dresses and pants. Yeah. Uh, but it never was, like, a real fashion thing in the early 2000s. I don't think it was, like, a high fashion no. thing. It was, it was a pedestrian fashion moment, I it, think. That- it was, like, me in sixth grade, literally, like thinking I invented fashion and, like, Ashley Tisdale on the red carpet with no stylist, you know? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, what about celebrities wearing that, though? It was a lot of Disney peoples, and I wonder, yeah, was anyone styling them? Like, I need to – I kind of – I want to look this up now. Or were they, like, styling themselves? Because I felt like anyone with good fashion sense probably would not have recommended that, but I don't know. Well, like, 
I, I think we've talked about this before on the pod, but like before, like in the early 2000s is the, or like the late 90s, early 2000s is the time when more celebrities and more premieres, it mm-hmm. was like the hybrid of, or like the mixing of Hollywood and fashion. Right. So this is a time where like in the early 90s and beforehand, they didn't have stylists. They went to these premieres and it was more like, a fun like screening party. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And then they found like, oh, you can mix like like designers can kind of promote via celebrities in the red carpet and became more of like a to do that we know today. Mm. And I feel like the early two thousands is this time where like I think like this, especially like the dresses over or skirts over pants of it all. This is like pre Rachel Zoe. So, like, pre, like, everyone having a stylist, mm. it was just, like, a limited two kind of deal. Or, like, a wet seal kind of deal. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is pre-Rachel Zoe, wet seal. Hollywood. <laughs> I haven't thought about wet seal in so long. Oh, my God. I remember being sad when – I don't know if they're completely out of business, but I know the last store I knew of closed. And I was like, eh, well, guess that's that. <laughs> limited I... two is gone and so is wet seal. R.I.P. <laughs> Damn. But what do you th- – I just – I think it's just like a – well, you know, before times. I have a question, though. What about Britney Spears? Because she was – in that video, she – was it um overprotected? I, that she's, like, styled in a dress over pants. So what is that about? <laughs> that is fashion, though. No, hers looked actually really cool. But I would – if we're being technical, I would say that's a tunic. Mm. that she's wearing oh it is okay and like more of like an ethereal kind of like fairy style yeah that like she was going it's like styled i feel like it's not just like a random uh like whatever those spaghetti strap dresses yeah. were just with the with the bandana paisley skirt you know what i'm talking about yeah. like the different like patchwork kind of like <laughs> so much patchwork so much patchwork I feel like that that would be so clunk. Like, I can't imagine wearing that many, like, layered things. Like, I don't want to wear – if I'm going to wear a dress, I want to wear a dress. Maybe tights if it's fall. But, like, do, jeans, I don't know. Jeans are a lot. They are a lot. I would say, you know what? And we're going to talk about her in a second. But, like, resident it girl of the moment, Alexa Demi. Yeah. The way that she wore – like a skirt over pants at the Balenciaga show. Oh wait, she she did. Yeah, it's just you can hardly tell though, because it's just a bunch of like leather. Oh, upon leather, you know what I mean? That sounds hot. So I think you could. I think that's a modern take on it. Mm. I don't think we could just like you were saying wear like a wet seal dress and like bell bottom jeans anymore. Like that. That's it's too cringe. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not going to cut it. Oh, man. It's like, you know, like when you see photos of people in the 80s making cringe choices or the hair, like the weird perms and things. I feel like it's one of those moments that we look back and it's that kind of feeling. Yeah. I mean, you know how like fashion comes back every 20 years? Yeah. I feel like this, this is the first time in our young lives that we can like really see things happen in real time. Mm -hmm. And I think this is like we're weeding through what's timeless and what's, what's not. not. Yeah. And I think this is just, this is like our crazy 80s hair of it all. It's like the skirt over pants. I think so. 
But yeah, I mean, the Mew Mew skirt is is super cute. I I don't know. Do you think you would wear it? Like, yes. if you had the chance? I've, um, I mean, I, it's not in my budge, the Mew Mew skirt. <laughs> However, you best believe, like, as soon as that thing goes on the real real, I'll be harding that. And I've already found some dupes. Oh, yeah. There are some dupes. Does Zara have one or where? I'm sure. I haven't found it on Zara. I know Urban is, oh, okay. is doing a cute one. However you feel about Urban, I know some people think Urban's trash, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so, but um, yeah. I don't know. I dig it. I mean, you're a fan of the mini skirt, so. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, my God. Obsessed. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if I have the confidence to pull it off if I were to wear it. Like, I I don't know. I might be like that one girl who wore the one that's, like, long in comparison. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe if it was style. Like, if it was with the sweater, maybe, and those long, like, the Dude. socks. You can pull it off, Brie. Yeah, make it a little, like, businessy or something. I don't know. I just really, I don't know how to describe, like, preppy, is it? Is that a preppy vibe, you would say? I think so. Like, I think. Back to another early 2000s trend. A Mew Mew, like, micro mini pleated skirt with some Argyle socks. Mm. It's kind of a mood. I love Argyle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There is something. I feel like I don't dress preppy a lot, but there's something about the prep style that speaks to me and that I love. Yes. And the sweaters of it all. I don't know. I mean, I never went to a prep school or anything, but... Something about that's very classic and also, like, if you can do it, like, with a preppy meets, like, disheveled or, like, slightly sexy. Yeah. Dude. You, you Do you think that started with, like, um, Princess Diaries, maybe? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she has that look, kind of. I don't think it started with that, but I think... Or, like, personally. For- I think personally... Well, I think personally a lot of things started for me... Via the Princess Diaries. Yeah. So, how about for you personally? Were you affected by the Princess Diaries? I think I was affected. I don't know. I'm just going in my Rolodex of like preppy looks. And I'm like, why is this appealing? Or like, I know that those like kind of schoolgirl skirts were around. But like, I just remember seeing that movie for the first time thinking like, whoa, this is a cute look. And I've never, maybe I'd seen looks before. Yeah. That were schoolgirl, but none of them spoke to me. I was like, eh, ew. Gross. I wouldn't want to wear that. But that, for some reason in that movie, I want to wear the uniforms. I feel like that was just, like, a. Th- I think schoolgirl style has periodically, like, come back. Yeah. But, um, like, even, like, Gilmore Girls. There oh, is yeah. something, like, about a cable knit sweater mm. and a pleated skirt. Yeah. I just feel weird, though, without not having, like, you know, gone to, like, one of those schools. Like, where- you know what I mean? I feel like a... Like a poser. <laughs> I think it's the subversion, though. Do you know what I mean? We're talking about, like, back to, like, why the Mew Mew skirt, whatever. You know, like, why is it the moment? Yeah. Like, I think, like, the reason why we're drawn to prep or, like, why, like, high fashion is drawn to prep is the subversion. Mm. Because it's, like, something that depicts something very, like, innocent. Like yeah. a schoolgirl. Right. But it's a sexy sc- – I don't know. It's like turning it on its head. Yeah. So. Well, that's something I was thinking about too. I'm like, do you ever age out of schoolgirl? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it weird? I don't know. Like uh, – Because – okay. Schoolgirls. Yeah. No. 
an adult dressing like a schoolgirl, yes, that's that's high fashion or that's sexy or that's okay style. If you are going to school, yeah, you're not it's lame. Yeah, or not lame, but like you're like it's it's a different. It's different. It's a that's a uniform. That's mm. a child. It's, yeah, yeah. But like you taking something that is it's subversion. It's it's a it's cheeky. It's okay. So yeah. if I start dressing like a schoolgirl, you're not gonna think I'm oh. here for it. Okay, cool. I'm not just trying to relive my youth that I never had in an alternate universe. <laughs> Unless that's your intention, <laughs> then that's sus. But no. <laughs> Oh, man. Maybe I should keep that to myself. (laughs) No, no, no. It's okay. (laughs) You freak. (laughs) Oh, man. No. Well. Oh, my God. You know whose style, though, that, like, I've been loving lately? Who? Rihanna. (gasps) Her maternity style. Yes. Which, like, I don't care about pregnant people. Same. Hot take. Oh, yeah. But, like, I feel like we can both agree, and I want to hear your thoughts, Brie. Yeah. Because Rihanna, well, does everything right. Right. Like, goddess. But, like, she, like, I think she's changing what it means to be a pregnant woman wearing clothes. I No, I agree. I'm here for it. Like, I'm not, I'm not about, like, (laughs) I agree. I'm, like, I'm not, like, really into... I guess no one's really into pregnant people. <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but like, I'm not someone who really wants to be pregnant or cares about other people being pregnant or having babies. Like, I'm not like, I don't know. I'm just not. But um, if I ever were to be pregnant, you know, at some point, I would want to dress like Rihanna. <laughs> like, I just think it's so badass that she's just, she's not changing her style. Mm-mm. Just because she's a mom. Well, because I do feel like there's like a weird thing, like a weird standard that is put on women once they are moms or something that you have to be a certain way. You can't be sexy. You got to cover things up. Ooh, no one wants to see that. Or like, there's so many things, I feel. And it's supposed, I don't know, I feel like there's so much that goes with that title of becoming like a mom or something. And like... um. I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like she's just going to be her regardless. Like, I feel like you can be a parent and also not lose yourself, your identity, I guess. I feel like some people, their whole identity is just being a mom or whatever, which is I it's fine. But, like, I feel like there's just more, like, these women have more depth. And I feel like, I don't know. I'm just, like, here for Rihanna just um, changing the game and not being, like, I don't know. I, she's just being herself. And I love it. I love how chic it is, too, and, like, high fashion. Yeah. She's doing it because I think you're right. Like, as soon as someone, like, becomes pregnant, like, especially, like, a celebrity or someone in the fashion world, Mm -hmm. their style just changes. Something just – it just changes. Yeah. And, like, Rihanna is, like, unapologetic, pun intended. (laughs) And she's just, like – like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to wear my belly. I'm going to make this fashion. And you're right. Like, I'm not going to change myself. And I think it does say a lot about what it means to, you know, it just talks about feminine, like, just being a, a female and, like, what that all means to, like, maternity style, like, everything. I think yeah. it, it says a lot. 
Like, you know, and like everything doesn't have to be so like you have to analyze it. But I do think like you could write a think piece totally on like Rihanna's maternity style because mm, I don't know. She's she's not changing herself. And I think like a lot of like women like lose themselves once they have a child or once they become pregnant. And I just yeah, I'm like really digging her style. I like also love that look of like her wearing that the hoodie. Have oh, you yeah. seen the graffiti hoodie? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I know. I love, um, I don't know. So, like, all her looks have been great. I'm sorry. What were you going to Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't going to say anything. Have you seen her, like, with the fake, like, fur jacket? Like, she's been yes. sporting, like, a lot of crop tops and, like, kind of, like, leather bras. It off. She's showing it off. And I'm here for it. I love it. Did you see um, Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, comment on her? On her Luke, the one, the sheer, like, black, li- it looks like a negligee of sorts. Yes. Yeah. And it, like, has, like, an opening towards her stomach. Which, which is I very think, interesting. I feel like that's my favorite look of hers. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I did see the Jada Pinkett comment. And Jada Pinkett's another woman that, like, doesn't let, like, having children defy. Like, I don't know. She's just a cool woman, though. I'm she a, is. I'm a Jada Pinkett Smith, like, stan, for sure. Same, because she was doing the same thing. I mean, maybe not exactly. Because well, Rihanna's, you know, she's got her. It's Rihanna. It's Rihanna. But still, wearing a sheer, like, look on the red carpet. And I don't know. It's baller. It is. No. Ugh. Don't get me started on Jada Pinkett. I, can you? Okay. And when Rihanna does have a baby, can you imagine the style this baby's going to have? So cool. Or just never in the spotlight. <gasps> like, we're never going to see ASAP Rocky and Rihanna's baby until, like, true. it's, like, full Willow Smith and just, like, amazing. You I, know what I mean? Oh, my God. I bet it's going to be just like that. Because we really don't hear a whole lot about Rihanna, like, Mm-mm. which is probably good. Well, like, I even loved how she announced her pregnancy, which was just photos. Yeah, she's like, yeah, Rihanna's pregnant. <laughs> and it was after she was, like, fully, yeah, like, popping. Exactly. Too. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I just love it. Same. She's a queen. She's badass, too. Yeah. Bad gal, Riri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My God. Speaking of just badasses, though. Yeah. Okay. I know we're late to the party on this. Mm-hmm. But two weeks ago, we both saw the Batman separately. <laughs> yeah, we did. A day apart from each other. <laughs> yes. And I cannot personally comment on the film. Because, and I've talked about it briefly on the pod before, but there's this whole saga with me where, like, you know, I dabble in edibles. Right. And, you know, I went hard on New Year's Eve. I had to cut back. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> back on the sauce. Yeah, back on the sauce. Every date night, every week, you know, I take a little edible. So I went to see the Batman and I had an half an edible. Okay. I cannot comment on the movie itself. Because I was I was very confused. And every time I'm on edibles and I'm watching a movie, all I can think about is, like, really, like, weird things. Like, I'm like, ooh, actors are on a set. And the, they're saying lines. <laughs> you get meta? In the script. Yeah, like, I, it's hard for me to really focus. Or, like, the whole time, I was just like, I like this, but Robert Pattinson is Batman? Like, I could <laughs> not get over that. <laughs> Nikki, that's hilarious. <laughs> it just like 
And it wasn't a bad thing. Like, I've seen some pieces, like, that are, like, Robert Pattinson is Batman. I don't know. I think he did a great job. Mm. But I just thought about Robert Pattinson a lot during that movie. Wow. So you're there. You're not, like, in the moment of the movie necessarily. You're there thinking, having really deep thoughts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I figured out a lot of things about life. Dang. Yeah. Well, also, the movie's, like, three hours. So I feel like... Yeah, you had time. I had time. Um, But I'm obsessed with Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Oh, yeah. Her style. I'd, but that's my girl crush. Like, I love Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. No, so, she's gorgeous. Um, I just loved her Catwoman style and everything on the red carpet. Same. Yeah. But I wish I wish we saw... I mean, she was in the movie quite a bit, but, like, I wanted more Catwoman. Yeah. I thought they were going to work together a lot more, too. It's kind of like they... In the movie, well, I'll, I'll, I don't know if you noticed this. Because <laughs> you were so busy thinking over there. About life. But um, I feel like they teamed up on a couple things or they kept running into each other, which is very stereotypical Batman, Catwoman stuff. But then they diverge at the end. Oh, wait. Is that spoilers? Uh, I don't Spoiler know. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> After the fact. I don't know if that's exactly. I don't know. Anyway. It's very much the same thing, though, in The Dark Knight Rises with yeah. Anne Hathaway. Like, they do some things. They meet up at the end. That's that, always yeah. – that's just the story of Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. You know? So if that spoils – and this is from someone who hates spoilers, so I really don't think well. – But anyway. Yeah. So the same old mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but – um. I wanted to see more of her, and I hope that she comes back in another film, because the bat and the cat is iconic, and I just, I like their little pairing, and... I want to see Zoe Kravitz in so much more, because I, I just love her. Yeah. She's so effortlessly cool. She is, right? She's just cool. I don't know. She's way too cool for the rest of us, I feel. Yeah, But you're a big fan of Batman, Brie. Oh, I am. Huge fan. What did you think about the Batman? It, cinematically, it was really pretty. Um, it was really dark, though. I didn't think it was going to be so, like, realistic, like, with the crimes and things. Um, I'm so used to Batman being cartoony, like the, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, God. Tim Burton? Yeah, like the Tim Burton kind of movies. I mean, I've seen The Dark Knight. That was pretty dark, but it's still very, there's some camp element, and I feel like there's not a lot of camp at all in this, you know? It just seemed really serious, like a crime they were solving. Like, it was very um, film noir-y. Yeah. Like, I think that's the difference between this and, like, the Nolan Batmans. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't call Nolan's Batman camp at all. And it's very dark, but it's not – they didn't take Batman and make it, like, a crime thriller. Right. It was more like – well, there was a lot of – I just feel like – I don't know if camp is the right word, but I feel like the Joker, like, I don't know – it's like a Nolan film, but I, Batman. Yeah. There's a lot of explosions, a lot of <laughs> booms and bangs and oh, flashy things. I don't know. Yeah. There's some panache. Panache. I feel like this was very, like, there's film no, noir. Yeah. It was, like, serious. <laughs> and But I kind of like that because I was on the edge of my seat a lot and a little suspenseful. And I, like, I heard it was going to be a little bit scary or whatever. And I was like, yeah, right. But I actually, some of it gave me anxiety. Like, the very beginning scene gives me anxiety. Like, because you, like, are witnessing this murder, but it feels very, like, I don't know. It's just so dark. And the way they, like, reinvented the look of the Riddler, 
like you kind of do have to take like he does just seem like a real like guy with some serious problems like a realistic like someone by someone today that it could this could be someone in the basement you know <laughs> like is plotting there... i don't know it just felt kind of real like and disturbing a little bit that's true oh that's paul dano's character right uh, i don't know the, the riddler yeah the it's riddler. paul dano yeah sorry i like i know i saw this movie but i was not there <laughs> oh it's all good i didn't know colin farrell was in this film until like you told me like a week later oh yeah that was crazy he they really transformed him those prosthetics are very like jared leto house of gucci style like right becoming <laughs> another person yeah no that, those prosthetics were amazing but his acting was great too because like there's not an ounce of Colin Farrell there. Like, you cannot tell that's him. Like, I... Not even in the eyes, honestly. No. I, didn't, I thought there'd be, like, a hint somewhere. But I, I forgot. I'm like, who is this up here? And I had to look at it later. I'm like, who was that? Because I know it's someone I know, but... He he was really serving me Danny DeVito, though. For sure. Oh, my God. I know that, like, I'm not the one to talk about watching The Batman. <laughs> except I am. Doing it right now. Yeah. But, like... I... Throughout the movie, I was like... Is that that's not Danny DeVito? But like I was like, who yeah. is this? No, I had to do a couple like I had to like you know look back a couple times at him because I was like, huh, I know it's not him, but he sounds like he could be him, or he's like, is he related? Or it's like something. <laughs> is he Italian? Like who is this guy? Like he's is that his real nose? Because I heard there's supposed to be prosthetics, but that guy looks like maybe they cast a real guy that looks just <laughs> like this because this guy looks pretty real to me. I don't know. I'm like the Kiki Palmer, like, meme. Like, I've never seen this man in my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to this man. Right? And it's Colin Farrell. It's Colin Farrell. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? You think he'll get an Oscar for Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> for the Penguin. Well, speaking of the Oscars. Yeah. Okay. We've been doing a series about, you know, the, the Academy Awards throughout, throughout time. Throughout time. But throughout time, meaning... Throughout the late 90s and early 2000s. You know, our shtick. Yeah. Um, but have you been following at all kind of like the Oscar news for 2022? Honestly, just like a little bit. Like, I know I know Licorice Pizza is nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Honestly, not like a lot. I, I've seen little things here and there, but what have you heard? You know, I... I'm I'm very into the Oscars. Yes. Um th- you know, this year it's harder because a lot of the films huh, it's just kind of like pulling teeth to see. Like I love Licorice Pizza though. We yeah. watched that together. I think it should have been I think Alana Haim should have been nominated for for best actress. She was great. And I think I'm glad it got nominated for Best Picture. I think PTA is going to win for screenplay. Wait, what is what's that? Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, oh, the director. PTA. PTA. Oh, okay, I thought there was a whole <laughs> other movie. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I Sorry. think he's going to win for screenplay. Yeah. Or I hope. I mean, he better. He's good. But, um, well, because the screenplay is so original. I don't know. It just cat. I, I loved Licorice Pizza. Didn't he direct it too, though? Mm-hmm. Right, and I, I mean, just don't think he'll win Best Director because I'm into all the Oscar predictions and everything. He's oh. not going to win. I would choose him though, but um, 
Is he nominated, though? Yeah. Okay. For Best Director, yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, he definitely should be nominated. Oh, so... I'm just so thinking, because, like, I'm, I'm thinking about the Oscars that we we're going to talk about, so I'm like, I know in that, in 2002, they, yeah. some uh, directors didn't... No. Probably. We're going to talk get, about yeah, that, We'll get though. to that. But that's good. So he was nominated. He's nominated... But I think it's Jane Campion's year to win for The Power of the Dog. Oh, I heard that one's really good. I hear it's really good. It's just really hard for me. I know it's on Netflix. It's really hard for me to want to watch a cowboy movie. Oh. A Sam Elliott not approved. Oh, wait, not approved? He went on Marin and like kind of like was like, this isn't a real movie. I don't know. It's been like a whole Twitter controversy. <sighs> Did they want him for the movie or he just no, doesn't approve? he just doesn't approve because, you know, Sam Elliott's kind of like... King of Mr. Cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah. And, you know, king of my heart with his mustache. I love that. I hope he never shaves it. <laughs> Same. But, like, I think it's the year for the power of the dog. But I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But it's also probably... Okay, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't base this off of, like, the movie at all. Sure. But I'm loving the whole Kirsten Dunst renaissance. The Kirsten Dunstessance. The Kirsten Dunstessance. Yeah. Because no. she's nominated for the first time for Best Actress for The Power of the Dog. Or Supporting Actress. I think Supporting Actress. But wait. So, and isn't this her first? Is this her first nomination? Just yeah. in general? Of all the things. Like, she's been in so many movies. Not nominated for Melancholia at all, either. Like, not even Golden Globe. I don't understand it. I And I thought she'd be nominated for uh, Marie Antoinette. That didn't even, that was, like, not even really praised in its time. It's just been, like, over the past couple years. That is, like, I feel like she's underappreciated. Like, she's done so much for us, I feel. Like, she's been in so many movies. I'm just, like, that's what I love. I love this, like, story of, like, Kirsten Dunn's, like, her career spanned 30 years. Mm -hmm. And right now, like, she's getting her flowers. Finally. Right. I mean, okay, Brie. One of her first movies, well, she made her film debut in a Woody Allen film, for mm-hmm. one. I mean, well, I mean, you know, Woody Allen's problematic and gross. Right. But still, a Woody Allen film. Her first big movie is Interview with a Vampire. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's and then really she cute. follows that with Little Women. Mm. And then Jumanji. And see, I totally, until you brought it up before the mm-hmm. pod, I forgot she's in Jumanji. She's like the main girl. Yeah. I totally forgot that was her. She's even in Small Soldiers, and I love her in Small Soldiers. I feel like she's probably in so much more, too, that we don't even think about and didn't notice. Like, she's probably just around, because, like, when you think about it, I just remember her, like, seeing her face just a lot. I mean, like... I feel like she's she's not only Sofia Coppola's muse, mm-hmm. but like she's like our muse. We've right? talked about her and done so many of her films and like on this pod already. Yeah, we're always talking about Kirsten Dunst unintentionally and being like, you know what? She's fabulous. And we watched, um, well, we watched the movie Dick mm-hmm. and um, what was that other one? Uh, we saw Bring It On. Bring It On. You know what's funny, though? I'm going to call us both out. <laughs> Years ago. Yes. We both were ragging so hard on her and her snaggle, too. I know. We were so harsh on this woman. Now I feel really bad. I don't think I appreciated her at the time. And I was like, yeah, 
whatever. She's not so special. But every movie I've seen her in, I found her really charming. So I'm like, wow. I don't know. She's always understood the assignment. Right? I mean, literally, like, in Dick and Bring It On, like, in all these movies that are just, like, I don't know, get over it. Like, everything she's in, she just, she knows what movie she's in. It doesn't matter if anyone else does, how it's directed, how it looks. She's good in everything. And isn't that kind of her her way of being in character, too? Didn't Mm -hmm. she say that she, like, forgets that she's actually filming or whatever like she doesn't think like oh you know how i i don't really know because i haven't done a lot of acting or anything but like it seems like she just is fully in this world that is whatever's created Mm -hmm. and whatever character she's in like she's in it and not really aware didn't she say she's like tries not to be aware of like they're filming or something like that and just immerses herself like yeah so, her own Kirsten Dunst method. Yeah, which I think is really dope. I think that's really cool, too. And I know that's really hard. Like, I don't think people realize all the moving parts. Yeah, like, on a set? Yeah. Like, I can't... <sighs> or also just, like, getting a shitty script mm. and just being like, how can I, you know, whatever. But I think, in listening to Kirsten Dunst talk about, like, how she chooses films, too, she'll, like, choose it based on a director. Oh, that's cool. Or based on, you know, whatever. She's like, oh, I want to do this type of film. And, oh, this person's directing it. Let me do that. So. Doesn't she do a lot of, like, independent films, mm -hmm. too? Yep. She just does what she wants. And I know, I think, like, I was listening to her. I think it was, like, GQ. Mm. Maybe not GQ. No, she was on a podcast. And she was talking about how she was like, I don't know why, like, basically talking about the Kirsten Dunst Assange. Yeah. But she was like, I don't know why, like, y'all didn't like Marie Antoinette when I came out or why, you know, I'm undervalued or underappreciated, essentially. She didn't say those words, but that's the gist of it. Mm. And she was like, I think it's because, like, I don't play the Hollywood game. Yeah. And, like, when we talk about the Oscars, we'll talk about a lot of campaigning and stuff. And she was talking about how she doesn't campaign a lot, mm. but how she's like, I do what they ask of me. Like, I play the game to some extent, but I don't go – you know, she's not, like, ruthless and, like, all, like... Like, she's humble. Yeah. Too. And she just is, like, she's she's an actor. Yeah. She's working. Like, she's she, putting yeah. in the work. Yeah. I mean, just, like, her resume in the 90s alone <laughs> or early 2000s. No. Okay. Between, like, the late 90s and, like, the mid-2000s, she was in, like, 15 films. That's insane. Ugh. That's great. I mean, good for her. Like she's worked so hard. I I'm glad she's getting some recognition. I hope she wins. Like I, hope so. I think she deserves it. Oh my god, are we gonna are we like the unofficial like <laughs> Kirsten Dunst fan club? I know. Do we need to like start one? I'm sure there is one already, but sure. like yeah, I feel like we need to head one like be the head of one right now. Like old school style. I think we need to have like an AOL yes. chat room. You can mail us in stuff. We'll have letters. <laughs> like physical letters? Yes, physical letters. From a fan club. Oh, we could all get together and create something and send it to her by mail. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. A crappy collage. I think she'd love that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what people did back in the day? I feel like they did. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, wrote letters. Do people send celebrities fan mail? I mean, how? I don't know. Oh, man. I hope so. Do you remember, like, in the back of, like, J14s or, like, Tiger Beats, you could, like, write to your celebrity that you loved? Yeah. Like, if you, like, loved Josh Hartnett, you could, like... 
write him mail in quotations and they give you his address in quotations. Yeah. I think we should do that with Kirsten Dunst. We totally should. I know. My God. Well, I will see Power of the Dog eventually. Same. I do want to see it, like, especially for Kirsten Dunst. Well, she's going to kill it. I know it. Yeah. I can tell. I just believe in her. <laughs> I believe in her so much. Same. <laughs> but yeah, like, fingers crossed for for later this month at the Oscars. Yeah. She's got this. <laughs> we'll be rooting for you, Kirsten. As the new members of the Kirsten Dunst fan club, you know? Yeah. As as the head members. Yes. As president. As the president. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, you know, it's a cheerocracy, you know? Not a democracy. Exactly. Yeah. We're just little Torrances of the Kirsten yeah. Dunst fan club. There we go. That's, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So. That could be our uniform. <laughs> oh, my. For, for real. Except it's like kirsten dunst's face on the shirt <laughs> like really cheesy <laughs> and on the butt like a, in, or like instead of juicy you'll say kirsten dunst <laughs> and like um bedazzled like yes. letters <gasps> pleated mini skirts pleated mini skirts mew mew. mew mew collab <laughs> yes <laughs> let's make it happen uh but, but oh, yeah man. dude well well anything else you want to cover today I don't think so. I think I'm good. All right. I think this has been a good one. I know. So this is kind of fun, just a little impromptu, you know? Yeah. Now I'm looking forward to to next week. Oh, yeah. conversation next week. And yeah, looking forward to finally seeing more Oscar movies this year and more Oscar movies from, from yesteryear. I know. I feel like seeing a lot of the yesteryear Oscars is like... I don't know. I feel like I'm accomplishing something. It's really weird, but I'm not. It's funny because I'm not watching any movies from today's Oscars, you know, yeah. <laughs> like real like, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be with the people. I want to be in 2002. Okay. For real. It makes me feel good. I don't know. Makes me feel something. Makes me feel something. <laughs> well, I feel like back in the day, I probably would have seen more Oscar movies and I just, I don't know. Well, I will say. They're a lot more appealing than some of the movies now. I think it's just like there's so many, you know, heady movies like mm. as the years and years go on. Yeah. Or I think it's just I think that's just like the judgments I think we as people put on Oscar films and then when you can look back on them in retrospect before and they watch had them. all those judgments. <laughs> yeah. Or just like I'm sure the power of the dog is not going to look as intimidating or like Belfast isn't going to look as intimidating like 20 years from now. And it could just be something you pop on. Yeah. But now it's like an Oscars. Ooh. Ooh. There's there's some prestige and some intimidation behind it. So. Yeah. Whatever. It'll be like Moulin Rouge maybe. Not to. Yeah. You know. I know. No, I can't wait to talk about the the Oscars. The 2002 Oscars. Next For week, sure. So. Oh, my God. Well, you want to sign us off, Brie? Sure. So, first of all, thank you all for listening. Um, and you can follow us at Be Late to the Party Pod on Instagram. And um, you can send us an email at Be Late to the Party Pod at Gmail. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, send us any um, movie club suggestions. Yeah. Or, you know, just any, 
lovely comments, whatever, you know, re- review us Add on iTunes. Add a piece of mail for the Kirsten Dunst fan club. Exactly. Yeah. But yes, rate and review us. Sorry to interrupt, right? Yeah, no, no. Please do. But yeah, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.